Good morning and welcome to the first episode of season two. If you've just joined us, I am Robin at a tired witch on Instagram and I'm with the beautiful Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Hey. Welcome to the new year. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to 2021, gang. We did it. <laughs> you mean the 13th month in 2020? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you are new here, maybe this is the first season you're listening to. <laughs> um, we talk about the upcoming lunar phases every episode and kind of what that means for us, how we can apply that to our practice and just a daily ritual, that sort of thing. So this month, we are first looking at the new moon in Capricorn, which is on January 13th. And this new moon is particularly special i guess because it's also the first new moon of the new year and it is such a ambitious moon (laughs) capricorn Mm -hmm. moons are very goal oriented and ambitious and typically when we look at new moons in general uh for the new year especially we are looking at setting goals and intentions and I don't know, kind of mapping out what we want for ourselves for the year ahead. So that being said, (laughs) if um, you are looking to do spell work or similar um, using the energy of the Capricorn new new moon, really we want to focus on very practical goal setting. So this can come in the form of making budgets, Um, You can make New Year's resolutions. I personally am not a fan of those, but to each their own. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We want to look at holding ourselves accountable through the new year. And that can take many forms. It can be truly just being realistic and honest with ourselves Mm -hmm. throughout the entire year. Accountability can come Mm -hmm. in the form of, hey, I'm going to start exercising three times a week and holding yourself to that. It could be that you want to write a book this year and you're giving yourself a deadline and you are following it. So accountability Mm -hmm. will look totally unique to yourself, but that is the sort of energy that we are looking for or looking at, not for, (laughs) with the Capricorn Newman. Yeah, I love a good Capricorn new moon. I feel like it's a very productive moon, as you said. Yeah, like, it's very practical. Yes, I love it. I do too. <laughs> it helps me get stuff done. I mean, I love new moons in general, but I feel like all my new moons are kind of like, you know, all Capricorn new moons because they're all centered around, you know, starting anew and starting totally. goals and all that. So that just takes it to a whole other level. Yeah, consider it like new moon with like a little bit of a boost because it is the start mm-hmm. of the new year. It's a Capricorn new moon, etc. Take some time at the bare minimum to reflect on what you want for yourself this year and be practical about it. You know, you can't don't sit there and say, oh, I'm going to win the lottery this year because you have no control <laughs> over that. Instead, be very practical, be honest and look at things that involve accountability. Yes, agree. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> So, if 
you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the cards. You know, hearing others' opinions helps us form our own opinions or even, you know, those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. This week, we're talking about the Seven of Wands. So on the Rider-Waite-Smith version of this deck, you'll see a person on top like of a plateau in a fighting stance. There seems to be other people at the bottom of the plateau with wands themselves seemingly trying to knock the person down from their high position. You'll also notice that the person depicted on this card looks stressed out and is wearing mixed match shoes. So the universal meaning of this card is about being challenged by others and not being prepared for this sudden disruption. So for myself, when this comes up in readings, it definitely shows fighting to keep your position. This position could be many things, including like a job position, sticking up for yourself and keeping the growth that we have cultivated. It reminds me of being in a really good place in life. Everything is going like super smoothly. And then like, bam, so many things are like being thrown at you (laughs) at once, either by other situations or even yourself bringing you down. It could definitely, you know, like represent imposter syndrome, in my opinion, self-deprecation or low Mm self-worth. It, you know, when this happens, it can be like so overwhelming. But, you know, this card recommends that you keep fighting to keep your position. You work so hard to get here. You know, you got this. You've made it this far. While it definitely sucks to go through, like, go through this, remember with all things, you know, ebbs happen. There is knowledge and growth to be had in them. So while you may feel like, oh my gosh, this is just going to push me off of, you know, It's just going to um, send me backwards, but really it's just going to give you more growth and push you to do more. Mm -hmm. So yeah, try to remember to be like your biggest supporter during these moments. And, you know, if the fight becomes too much, you know, always, always talk to someone or even take a breather. So what is your opinion, Robin, dear? Well, I do think that, as you said, imposter syndrome is such a great um, word phrase whatever (laughs) for this card because for Mm -hmm. me it's very much so you know like when you've put a lot a lot of work into something and it's just not quite working out yet and you're just like you know maybe I wasn't meant for this maybe this isn't how it's supposed to be like I should just lay down and die because there's no fucking way that I'm gonna be able to do this even though you can Mm -hmm. you're just exhausted so it's I think that imposter syndrome is such a great way of wording this card and it's like when you're really tired and you want to go to bed and so you're really grumpy and you're kind of a bitch (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? You're just like, you're so, you know, like when yes. toddlers are like overly tired, so they just scream and like hit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's like me every day at like 5 p.m. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that to me is very much so this card. It is, you've put in so much work, you've put in so much energy, you're exhausted, and now you are the cranky toddler. You are getting into arguments. You are having disputes. You are doubting yourself. You are wanting to give up, et cetera, et cetera. But in reality, you've got to just push through it, even though it's so hard because you're so close to being done. It's kind of like that final test 
you know what I mean, before actually finishing mm-hmm. it. And exactly. the, the reality of the card is, is that you need to acknowledge and accept the fact that there are going to be quarrels. There's going to be arguments like that's just real life. And that's OK. That doesn't mean that just because there's been an argument, you need to give up. Maybe exactly. You know, redirect. you work so hard. Don't yeah. give up. Like, just maybe <laughs> redirect. Not the time to quit fighting. Yeah, exactly. You know, like let's say this is pertaining to your job, and you've got that one coworker who just is not seeing it your way. They are picking fights with you throughout. You can't obviously just like you know put yourself in a position where you're like, all right, well, fuck you, Carol. Um, I'm going to just keep going instead. And, 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 but then it would be toxic positivity to put yourself in a situation where you're just like gritting and bearing it for no fucking reason other than the fact that you don't want to hurt Carol's feelings. So instead, redirect. You're still going to push forward, but maybe we work less with Carol. Maybe we find a new task yeah. for Carol so that way we can healthily and successfully continue to push forward without sacrificing our own mental health while simultaneously mm-hmm. not taking a big hot dump on Carol's chest. <laughs> you can have both. <laughs> and that's what I call a metaphor by Robin. You're all welcome. Jot that down. Pen and paper, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> Poor Carol. <laughs> Poor Carol. Carol's a bitch. <laughs> she deserved. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, she deserved that hot shit, you fucking bitch. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If your name is Carol and you're listening to this, I'm not adding you. Or maybe I am. Maybe you're no. a jerk. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know your life. I'm not trying to judge you. Reflect, Carol. Reflect. <laughs> that's all my carols out there. <laughs> oh my god. So we asked you guys to leave us reviews on our Apple podcast thing. It's not real reviews. And to also leave questions with your reviews. (laughs) We are going to answer some of the questions you guys had asked in reviews. And thank you so much to everyone who took the time to leave us a five-star review. You are amazing. And we appreciate you. And especially the people who left a five-star review but didn't have a question. You just wanted to review us. Uh, thank you as well to you guys um thank you i just we both really appreciated it yeah and that definitely helps our podcast be seen like on Mm -hmm. like lists and stuff like that so yeah thank you we appreciate you thank you so should we get to the first question let's do it okay so the first question is is there a way to know the difference between a ghost and hallucination um, that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. So for me, you know, there's nothing like being awoken at three o'clock in the morning with a ghost hanging over you. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it is a dream creeping into reality. Other times it's unexplainable. I feel, you know, nighttime visitors, um, it's a, a great way to tell difference is to repeatedly like blink your eyes and take deep breaths. If the figure is still there, you may have a ghost. You know, the veil is super thin around that time. And when we are in that, you know, half awake state, that is when we're more susceptible to seeing things because our guards are down. 
Right. I don't know about you all, but I have mine up 24-7 besides apparently at that time. And I have like a lot of respect for mediums who lowers who lowers mm-hmm. theirs constantly. You know, if you see something out of your corner, uh, corner of your eye during the day or even right in front of you, I still recommend blinking a few times and taking deep breaths. And I feel that when it happens repeatedly, you may have an answer. <laughs> but that's how yeah. I feel about it. I, I I would second this. I also feel like uh, with a lot of things, intuition is obviously your guiding force. Um, mm-hmm. But there's just something different. Like you can feel it exactly. And I, I like I want to tread on this lightly uh-huh. because I also don't want to encourage people to ignore potential hallucinations and seeking help that they might need mm-hmm. um you know think about a ghost very similarly as like a memory that plays um out with you like it plays out and yeah maybe yeah. it'll respond here and there but you're not gonna have this ghost walking around being like hey there guys like show tunes and having like this crazy conversation with you that's gonna last for 10 15 20 minutes yeah this is a blip this is a couple of seconds maybe a minute Mm -hmm. there you know what i mean like it's not yeah if they're having some sit down conversation with you perhaps this is time to seek you know medical help and so i i'm not trying i'm not trying to be disrespectful or rude or anything like that i i want to acknowledge the fact everything that maria just said about blinking your eyes stuff like that is very true but similarly i don't want to encourage anybody to potentially be ignoring like a serious medical problem um so you need to do a judgment call on it and i think Mm -hmm. that in at least in my experience, a hallucination come, it, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's much longer. It's much more unrealistic. It's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, From what I hear, like the people for hallucinations are more like solid. You got to think like if you've seen yeah. a beautiful mind, like situations play out with these people. And it's not like that for sp- Spirits. Right. We're talking about like a situation that maybe lasts 30 seconds. Um, yeah, it's seriously ew. so quick. And you're not even, re- as Robin said, you're not really even interacting with them. It's just. Right. right. Now, obviously, yeah. there's going to be exceptions to that. But as a rule, like yes. we are focusing on the fact that we are looking at small little interactive seconds. Um, I always encourage people to talk to somebody. Like if you think that it's let, let's say for a second, you're like, no, this is not a hallucination. I know this isn't a hallucination, but I need an outside opinion. Go talk to somebody who is a medium and get their opinion mm-hmm. on that. And you know, they're, they're going to be the ones who are going to have the best resource for you on that. And cause they're mm-hmm. the ones who, you know, that is their life. And so mm-hmm. I, I encourage you to go talk to them. And if you're really unsure, you know, go talk to a medical professional and there's no, there's nothing wrong with that because you might show up and they're like, no, you're totally fine. Like, it, you yeah. know what I mean? And not to mention if you're suffering from hallucinations and stuff like that, chances are you're probably experiencing other symptoms. Exactly. I'm not sure what the symptoms would be, but I'm sure that there would be other symptoms along well, yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody, anything like that. I'm not a medical professional, mm-hmm. but I exactly. did work in the mental health field for several, several years. If you have an actual mental health problem happening and hallucinations is one of the symptoms, you typically will have other symptoms, you know, like mania, mm-hmm. like sleeplessness, like, you know what I mean? It's not just, well, I saw this one thing, so I now have this. It's usually a very broad blanket thing. So... Mm-hmm. I, I would, if you're truly concerned about it, go talk to somebody because mental health matters. It's very important. And I know that Maria and I both do not want to encourage people to ignore that in the name of spirituality. <laughs> yes, I <completely> agree. <laughs> so okay. moving on. <laughs> Ready for the second question? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And this is like not a que- like it's a question, but it's like yeah, a whole it's, thing. It's a bit layered. Yeah, it's a bit layered. <laughs> okay, so uh she's or they said, sorry, I'm just kind of putting pronouns and I shouldn't, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on the use of Palo Santo and sage, white sage, blue sage, the sage that grows in my yard as a method of cleansing. Um, constitutes as a close practice to non-Indigenous people. I support ethical harvesting and Indigenous businesses when I purchase such items, but maybe I should not be purchasing them at all. If you have any recommendations for Indigenous witches to follow, I'd love to hear them. Do you want to start or would you like me to? So, you know, I have... I'm like a big believer in supporting tribes and indigenous people. Um, I think it is, if you're going to buy it, you buy it directly from said tribe or indigenous farm and verbally, verbally get their consent to use it. I wouldn't be flashing it all over social media and stuff like that, because that's just disrespectful to like the people that you purchased it from. Um, I, but I personally do not use it anymore. My go-tos are currently rosemary and lavender right now. I just, I don't feel right anymore about using it. And I'd rather be like super respectful rather than mm-hmm. dipping blue. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. makes sense. Um, How about you? For, yeah, for me, um, a few things. First and foremost, um, I do believe that you can get ethically harvested stuff from indigenous people however i do agree with maria Mm -hmm. you should get verbal consent from said tribe that you are acquiring it from um Mm -hmm. because i am a firm believer that we should be supporting our indigenous people by any means we can and if part of that is you know buying wares and stuff like that from them then yes absolutely Mm -hmm. do it however Mm -hmm. um First and foremost, I do feel like it has been incredibly outspoken by many members of indigenous communities that they do not want us using that. And I don't Mm -hmm. feel as though it's that hard to be respectful by just Mm -hmm. using something else. There are plenty of options for smoke cleansing that are not a part of a closed practice. Mm -hmm. For example, white sage is a part of a closed practice. It is... um, part of indigenous American uh, specific, I I don't want to misspeak and say the wrong tribe name, so I'm not going to, but Uh there are specific tribes that use white sage and just, just don't use that. (laughs) There's so many Uh sages that are appropriate to people with Eurocentric backgrounds, like clary sage, for example. Um, 
Uh, yeah, garden sage is a lot different than white yes. sage. So it was, it, white sage, sage is, is a sacred herb that is very, very specific to an indigenous mm-hmm. practice that not only is it a closed practice that they've requested non-members of that community to not use, but it, its actual use is to prepare a space for the great spirit. It's not for getting rid of uh-huh. negative energy per se, and so the yeah, it's idea, supposed to be like build up energy, like help you yeah, build up it, energy. It, it's, it's like like when frankincense and myrrh is burned in a church and it's an offering to God and stuff like that. This is my understanding of Catholicism. Welcome to my brain, guys. Um, <laughs> it, it is very similar to that in my understanding where it is pre- preparing the space for the great spirit. You trying to get rid of negative energy and clear your space is not preparing it for the great spirit because you very likely are not an indigenous person who even works with the great spirit um and -hmm. therefore i say just don't use it um there are a lot of great alternatives i know for me um we have a local Mm -hmm. tribe here who makes cleansing wands specifically out of mountain sage and i just get their permission because that's Mm -hmm. not for them a closed practice for my local tribe Mm -hmm. um but I also really don't really buy that very often. I only really get it when they're having markets or similar and I want to go support them. Um, mm-hmm. I, like Maria, I use usually rosemary and I use clary sage and lavender to cleanse my space and incense a lot. So mm-hmm. no, incense saying, a lot. Yeah. I'm not saying don't do it. You are your own person and you can do whatever you want, but just I be do think that it is yeah. important that us on the outside who are not indigenous, we need to listen mm-hmm. to the communities that are asking us to not use something because it's sacred to them. It's not that hard mm-hmm. to just use something else. There's a million options. So, like, let's just be respectful and listen. Yes. <laughs> We've taken yes, enough from and- them, guys. Like, it was <laughs> illegal for them to even burn their own white sage until, like, 1978 or something like that. Uh, Let's just respect that. Let's just let them have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I completely so that's my agree. So on that, everybody, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and rosemary so- smells so amazing. Yeah, being it, really burned. Does. I mean, it really, really does. So does so lavender. Oh yes, it does. And both of them together. Oh, yeah. There's, so just, nice. there's so many options. <laughs> Like you don't need to use white sage and you don't need to use Palo Santo. I prefer burning wood. I use pine and cedar um, that come out of my yard. I love pine. Pine is so nice. Yeah. You can say, because I get it, you know, I understand how Palo Santo burns because it's a wood and that's very easy for people. So I understand that. So just pick other woods that aren't sacred. So, like, let's pick some cedar, pick some pine, look at red fir, look at the correspondences of oak, etc. Then potentially use that instead. Yes. Agreed. So, you're ready for the next... Oh, wait. I, we have to go over. <laughs> uh, so, for, like, indigenous creators, I'm a big fan of Juliet Diaz. I think her Instagram handle is I am Juliet Diaz, and she is a... Um, author and she, I think she's released two books so far and in her book she even like talks about um the use of that stuff and 
just how, how to be more respectful of practices. Totally. Um, I will be perfectly honest with you. I do not follow a lot of indigenous creators, not because I don't support them, but just because I don't really know about them. It is a very closed, sacred practice. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I don't really know about them existing. However, I mean, I'm sure they exist, but they aren't in my realm of scope and I don't want to point people to the wrong direction. And so if other people listening have creators that they are really loving, that they're inspired by, et cetera, that are indigenous, we would really love to hear back from you guys on that so we can share that. Mm-hmm. Essentially to yes. answer better next next time. <laughs> and introduce amazing. us to new creators that are amazing. So if you guys would, that would be excellent. Love that. Okay, on to the next. So, (laughs) what books on numerology would you suggest? Uh, So, I have sung this book's praises repeatedly on this podcast and on the second half and in the Discord, but it is honestly so good and thorough. Llewellyn's Big Book of Correspondences is absolutely amazing. While it isn't 100% numerology, it does get into what each number represents. So, if you are working with numbers during spell work, even what to know what a certain number represents, it is just an amazing resource to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i have and enjoy the complete book of numerology by david phillips it is an older oh, public that, that one is so good i don't mm-hmm. know if they still print it i like i genuinely don't know I got, okay because i got mine on ebay like i don't know like two years ago um because your girl likes a secondhand book. <laughs> and I've also heard really, really good things about A Beginner's Guide to Numerology by Joy Woodward. Um, I uh-huh. will say I have not read that book myself, but I've heard good things from other people that I trust the opinion of. So although I haven't read it, I respect the people that have recommended it. And so therefore I will pass that on as well. <laughs> yeah, people have like... Um like have spoken a lot of great things about the beginner's guide to numerology and Mm -hmm. it has really good reviews too on both like amazon and on goodreads for being like super thorough and all that it even has like better reviews than the complete book of numerology by david phillips so Mm -hmm. might be definitely worth checking out yeah um, i I, haven't read it but i i do do trust the people who have And I think a good thing about numerology, too, is um, our personal correspondences to said numbers. So forming your own opinions is yes, like really good. And if you're part of tarot, you know, if you do tarot and stuff like that, numerology helps a lot with like understanding the uh, yeah, minor arcana. Real series I've been working on on Instagram to share tarot numerology because if you know the suit meaning and you pair it with the basic numerology, you can get a rudimentary understanding of the minor arcana, and that's really helpful for new people. <laughs> Ready for the next question? Yeah, girl. <laughs> okay, so um, 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 um. I am a Christian lesbian, and that's already pretty controversial. I have researched Christian witches, and there are a few, but I just was wondering what your thoughts are on that. I, so, I oh, go ahead, you go first. 
Okay. I always say to my clients and all that, that our practices and spirituality need to be unique fit to our gorgeous spirits. And no matter religion or practice looks like when, you know, it's not going to be 100% the same as each individual, even when it comes to organized religions. If, you know, Christian witchcraft calls out to you, go for it. I mean, a lot of people have very successful and meaningful practices working with angels, the Christian God, and the Virgin Mary. It is personally not my cup of tea, but I'm definitely going to support my Christian witches who have cultivated growth and meaning into your life by practicing that way. You know, as long as your spiritual practice is bringing you closer to your highest version of self, good on you. Yeah. Um, I would say that saying that Christian witchcraft is illogical is completely ignoring folk magic <laughs> um <laughs> folk magic i know like so i i am latina and growing up you have like saint worship right that's a very common part of mexican households i at least in the mexican households that i surrounded myself with <laughs> and uh-huh. the two go hand in hand praying specifically to a saint or a folk saint like santa Marte, is is inherently um incorporating both folk traditions and devout faith in christianity and so uh-huh. i mean uh, my understanding at least with hoodoo uh is that they also use the bible as part of their practice um mm-hmm. and conjure etc i mean i could be confusing the two so don't quote me on that conjure and mm-hmm. root work versus hoodoo so I, I don't quote me on that but i um I know that they use it as well. And so I think that saying that, oh, well, being a Christian witch doesn't make sense is completely ignoring like huge sections of folk magic. <laughs> um, it, 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 Yeah. So I, I think it makes perfect sense. And I, I agree with Maria that, you know, you have to make your practice your own. And if that part of your practice makes sense for you, then why shouldn't you do it? It's not for me, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I bet there's lots of parts of my practice that aren't going to be right for you and that's okay. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, of course I think it's valid. Um, it, it, that is part of being a witch. That's part of the, you know, occult and witchcraft pagan experience is that each of our paths, each of our practices are uniquely their own. And like mm-hmm. Maria and I have said a thousand times on here is that you can have a dozen witches in the same coven performing the same spell and they will all do it differently because they're all mm-hmm. uniquely their own. And this is no exception to that. 100%. 100%. It's starting to rain here. <laughs> Um, so if you guys hear a little trickle the in the background, it's it's the rain. <laughs> you brought our listeners ASMR. Congratulations! Yeah. Just this lightly thing. tapping on the roof of the bus. <laughs> this, this is rain sounds by Robin. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my god! All right, well, I'm gonna go ahead and delete okay. that. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope we covered all the questions that needed. We did. We only had a couple, but yeah. I think that they were really good questions. So I'm glad we yeah, talked about they them. were. 
And we yeah, appreciate me you guys again, like one more time. I know that, that this is probably annoying, but we really do appreciate you guys going on and not only asking questions, but rating our podcast because that is such a huge support for us. It is 100%. So, Robin, what is stirring your cauldron this week? <laughs> I miss that. It's been a few weeks. Wow. Did it make your toes curl? <laughs> it did. I just I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, for me, what's stirring my cauldron this week is reigniting my own uh, research flame. I Mm -hmm. am starting to map out some stuff for a personal project. And with that comes research. And with research, that means I get to buy and highlight in books. (laughs) And I don't know about y'all, but there is nothing sexier than the first highlight line in a book. Um, Uh, mm, I know some people don't like that, but I annotate my books. So, you know, cry about it. I think that's just like... I think that's just like with tarot decks and stuff like that. I love a good worn tarot deck. Like it shows oh, me love too. and that like, it's so good. It's very, what's that <laughs> Japanese expression? Wabi sabi, sabi wabi, something like that. It means like the beauty and imperfection. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I love it. I love doing stuff like that. So I've been really excited because I'm starting to map some stuff out and, you know, picking out where I want to pull ideas from, et cetera, et cetera. And therefore I get to explore research again. I'm actually reading. I love that. Uh, like four books right now that are all peer reviews, which is really fun for me because I get to see other people's ideas before it hits an editor, which is fun because you just kind of get that raw, I don't know, that raw thought process of a person, um, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. So I don't know. I'm just excited about that. I'm excited and enjoying the ideas and prospects of exploring, you know, new concepts. So that's fun to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, being in school, like being forced to be in school sucks. <laughs> like right. doing your but own research picking, and yeah, learning. You're picking the topic. It's totally different. Oh, it's so much fun. It's like it makes you more passionate about learning and all that. You know, it's like people who go into trades and stuff like that. Like they get like really into it. And oh yeah, there's just, as you said, there's like a beauty in it. Like doing a bunch of research and studying, right? becoming an expert. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun to me. And I, I'm a firm believer that you can never really be an expert in anything because we're always exactly. learning new stuff. And so I like, I, I don't know, I like exploring that. I like exploring new ideas and new concepts, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's I cool. I think other people should think it's cool. Everyone should go read. Please read. Reading is fun. Or (laughs) if you can't read, I was saying, if you can't read, listen to audiobooks. (laughs) I listen to audiobooks sometimes. I get sometimes I get really overwhelmed with sensory Mm -hmm. stuff, and Mm -hmm. so I listen to audiobooks, and then I just take notes in a journal. (laughs) Me too. Actually, I do the same thing because I have to because I'm. You know, like during my free time, I'm cleaning and taking care of house stuff. She's and so, like, listening life. to an audiobook. <laughs> She's a stepper wife, guys. No, you are it's just that I am the most anal retentive about cleaning in the house. <laughs> 
not a single speck of dust here. <laughs> She's Look, a separate wife. She's a perfect terror. Than, than a clean baseboard, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Calm down. Wet patch over here, just <laughs> freaking out about a baseboard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, that's what I'm really excited about. I have a lot of goals for 2021. And with those mm-hmm. goals, like, comes the fun aspect of research. And I am so excited about it. So, yeah. <laughs> So, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? <laughs> so, what isn't stirring my cauldron is the rush of energy and chaos of the new year. Yeah, I, you know, I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves, even as witches, to push our limits this time of the year. I mean, obviously, you know, we should all push our limits from time to time. But when a group of people are all doing it at the same time, it becomes so stressful and chaotic. I mean, please don't get me wrong. Like, I love having a plan and intention and sticking with it you know like new moon energy but i feel that with like resolutions we don't give ourselves enough room to build it naturally like we Mm -hmm. do for the new moon like let's say bertha said she's going to be pulling a tarot card every day which is great but you know maybe she misses in a few days but since this is a resolution, um, you know, resolution for her, she feels absolutely awful for it. And she feels like a bad witch. This is not Bertha. the case. Just because, <laughs> just, because you, <laughs> just because you made a resolution doesn't mean you won't have ebbs and flows. You aren't yes. less of a witch for falling prey to something that is very natural. You know, like... Anyways, you know, like you have like a million Berthas that are doing this right now in the community and setting themselves up for failure. You know, November and December may be a make it and break it time for newer witches, mm-hmm. but January is truly what delivers the knell to the coffin to someone who is possibly letting go of their practice. And I think, you know, resolutions like play a big role in that. And mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to say is that, you know, lovely witches be kind to yourselves allow yourself to ebb and flow and remember that what makes a witch a witch is that we all know that we can practice when we are good and ready and because it's part of us you know magic is part of us and it's always there mm-hmm. i mean don't I stress yourself that's out. a huge reason why i'm so anti new year's resolutions and i'm instead pro making goals because mm-hmm. goals goals have ebb and flow, like you said. Resolutions don't. And that's why so many people make like the gym resolution and then they give up on it after a month because they weren't perfect about it. They weren't setting realistic mm-hmm. and kind goals for themselves. So be kind to yourself. I second Maria. Be nice to yourself. There's only one yeah. you. I do Yeah, do your best. I mean, I don't pull cards every single day. Do I try to? Yes, 100%. But I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I actually don't (laughs) even own a single tarot deck. Uh, This is all a a sham. 
Um, I'm actually, my name is actually Jim. Um, I no, 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 am, no, 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 no. You're Hacker Man, so you're oh, putting your Photoshop images in your videos and stuff. I want you to know that when I said I'm Hacker Man, I crossed my arms. I was, yeah, I'm Hacker Man. <laughs> Everyone, please put that visual in your brain. I am the Hacker Man. Um, and with Hacker Man, I have perfectly photoshopped all of my photos <laughs> to make it look as though I have a full practice. I don't. I am just a simple <laughs> hacker man, you know, living in a sea of, I don't know, the internet. Uh, there was going to be a metaphor there. there was, it didn't come to me. Let me have this, okay? <laughs> but I agree with Maria. You need, everybody needs to be nicer to themselves. There's only one you, and if – and with there being only one you, you are the only person that you guaranteed have to love and like for the rest of your entire life. Mm-hmm. Everybody else can fuck off if they're being terrible, but you are stuck with you. So let's be nice to that person. <laughs> Y'all 100%. are doing your best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If you are new here, if this is your first episode ever, we talk about creators, shops, and just accounts that we are really loving right now every single week. And every single week, I have the preface because nobody seems to learn how to listen uh, to not contact us to be featured on here. Uh, This is something that we do organically. We find these accounts and we just genuinely like them and want to share with people. This is not a paid promotion. It will never be a paid promotion. And if you reach out, all you're going to get is the block button. So that being said, (laughs) Maria, who's your first account you're digging right now? So I have been, well, for a long time, a hysteria machine on Insta. Uh, Well, also they have a shop and stuff, but they make crowns like, you know, goddess crowns and all that. Like they are stunning. Like it's all metal work and they Mm -hmm. look like super heavy and intricate and gorgeous. Oh my gosh. I have been wanting one forever, especially to use you know, I love taking photos. <laughs> so Sometimes I want one then. so bad. So bad. Like, they're so pretty. And I but like, even if you like, aren't into their crowns, even if you're like, oh, I don't want one, their photos on their page, I don't know if they're user submitted or what, but they remind me very specifically of an early 2000s, like, goth internet, like, the, the mm-hmm. goth corner of the internet, what we, we all thought we looked like. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> this is what we all thought we looked like when we took pictures, and I love that. It, it, it I, just like, very uniquely yeah. reminds me of like a 2005 goth culture and what we all thought our MySpace photos look like. And it, they didn't. But this is what we were going for. <laughs> this was the goal. <laughs> I wish I had today's knowledge of photography back during MySpace time. I would have killed it. Killed oh my it. God. So same. I just think back, think back of me at like 15 and I Maria has seen some of those photos they are B-A-D they are so bad and I just think about that and I'm just like wow if I had even a, like a shred of talent at 15 I could have done so much better but instead um you know I was rocking the fake lip piercings because you know why not 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just, I definitely recommend checking them out because they are stunning and beautiful. And as Robin pointed out, the photos, um, they do use different photographers, um, Mm -hmm. but there's still a very uniform energy. Even even their photos do, they do, you know, change and and there's Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but there is a uniform energy and it is very invoking of uh vampire freaks and if you know what that is uh i love that for you um like 18 year old listeners like what's a vampire freak and it's like don't google it (laughs) don't google it it. I know it got removed. It was taken down. Like they finally closed shop like two years ago. Oh yeah. Oh well. Yeah. It had a lot of controversy. controversy. You think? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway, don't Google it, guys, because you're going to judge Maria and I, and everybody else who's listening and knows exactly what that is. So if you're um, younger and you don't know what that is, just just keep it that way. That's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Just keep it that way. <laughs> oh my god. So, who have you been loving? I have been loving an account that I've been loving for a very long time. It's I believe you pronounce their name Maya, but it might be Maya. Um, but I always say Maya Bino. I've never heard them actually say their own name before, so it, it could be one or the other. Uh but their Instagram is Maya Bino on Instagram and <clears throat> All their photos are like this pastel, ethereal, dreamland. Like dreamscape. Yeah. It's so like, take me out of my own body and like, put me in this world. It's just, wow. You know what I mean? And when when and if you guys look it up. Yeah. When and if you guys look it up, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I personally am an extra big fan of their cat series and they've got like these meadow photos where it's like a pretty like out of focus close up of flowers. But then there's like this whole meadow behind it. And Mm. what blows my mind is they use 35 millimeter film and Mm -hmm. I am not a film guy by any means but i am still so impressed with the kind of technicolor you know what i mean the technicolor photos that they get out of 35 millimeter film and i don't know if they do it on photoshop or if it's the film oh yeah definitely 100 i have no idea idea, but i do love it i love it so much i just think it's so stunning it is. It is so beautiful and well done. As you said, I'm, live in their photos. I'm not a film photographer. And I, I don't know. It's just, just not my stunning. cup of tea. But I'm always so amazed about how people, I don't know, do images through film. Yeah. It's just that's stunning. Amazing. Anyway. It. Yeah, that's who I'm loving this week. Girl. <laughs> so just really one more time to preface. Do not... Look up Vampire Freaks if you don't know what it is. Just don't do it. <laughs> just if you thought about doing it, go do something else. Just go read a book. <laughs> if any one of you messaged me and is like, I didn't know what it was and I Googled it, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to do something. I'll do something crazy. I don't know, but I'll do it. And so will Maria. She's backing me up on this one. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh.
hope you guys will join us on Friday, the 12- January 22nd <laughs> for season two of episode two. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye out on our Instagrams and on our Twitter and you can follow us there at Coffee Cauldrons for more information. And Maria and I just made an Instagram, which is Coffee and Cauldrons Pod. We haven't done a single thing on it yet. So if you go follow it and you're like, this is literally a gray face man, that's because we haven't done anything on it yet. Okay. But we are working on it. So go follow it and expect perhaps something to appear on there at some point. Yeah. Maybe even a couple times per week. We Who will knows? see. We, we are going to find out. So perhaps go follow that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Anything could happen. <laughs> so, or you can also join us on our Discord tier, which is First Covenant on Patreon, so we can answer your questions in our part two next time. Yes, you'll even get to hear our sensual voices for an additional 30-minute episode-ish. We're Give or take. Sometimes it's 40 minutes, sometimes it's 20. We're, we're giving it a nice median of 30 minute episodes all you have to do is join our (laughs) patreon tier casting and up so again this is coffee and cauldrons with robin from at a tired witch on instagram and maria from at maria the arcane on instagram all right you ready to count this down let's do it (laughs) first one of the new year let's do this girl (laughs) okay are you ready one Two, two, three, three. bye, witches. That was was pretty close.